Broadcasting to the great Northwest. This is Portland's Morning News. On your first choice for live local news. FM News 101. Hey there. Thank you for spending some time with your news buddies here in the morning. I'm Steve. Hey everybody. I'm Rebecca. We're your news and your traffic buddies. Right, Chris? Yeah, uh, except when uh, we got problems, right? I'm probably not your friend here on the uh, east side of Vancouver. I-205 northbound a fire response near the 18th Street exit ramp causing some delays right now. Northbound 205, a little plugged up around that. Your full rundown coming up in just a few minutes. The West Salem Goodwill store will be closed today. KXL's Pat Boyle says that the store is still dealing with the aftermath of a police shooting and it won't reopen until Saturday at the earliest. Goodwill tells me all employees have been offered the opportunity to work at Goodwill's Lancaster store today and many are. About 60 people were in the store Wednesday afternoon when a man came in and officers came in right after him. They were trying to arrest him as part of a drug investigation. I was terrified. I was just really scared. All I heard was a gunshot, so I just ran. That witness talked with KGW. One shot was fired. The man died. The officers are with the Polk County Interagency Narcotics Team. Pat Boyle. FM News 101. A broken sprinkler pipe at McMinniman's Edgefield forces the evacuation of 200 hotel guests overnight. And the question today is, how long will it be before all the water damage is cleaned up? The popular hotel, restaurant, and concert venue was built in 1911. A sprinkler pipe burst sending out water to all three floors. Guests were escorted outside as Gresham Fire looked for the source of the flooding and eventually capped off the pipe after getting creative to divert excessive water. Firefighters cut all the power to the building. The area is roped off this morning as cleanup gets underway. The next two concerts at Edgefield happen the weekend of the 27th. We don't know yet if those events will be affected. A hotel worker told me Edgefield Corporate will have more information for us later today. Rosemary Reynolds, FM News 101. And if you want to see what it was like when it happened, there's a video now on our KXL Facebook page. 8.05, there seems to be another push to turn the Wapato Jail into a homeless shelter. A new video has been made that includes nonprofit leaders, neighborhood activists, and Portland Police Union President Daryl Turner. At 2.30 in the morning, uh, when somebody either is in mental health crisis or just needs help, and somebody calls the police, calls 911, that person's in mental health crisis, I don't have a facility to take them to. I have to take them to a hospital emergency room. Multnomah County built Wapato as a jail back in 2004, but never used it. $54 million was the price tag. It sold the property to developer Jordan Schnitzer, who put out a community call for ideas to use Wapato for some good. We've posted the video at KXL.com. Gun safety advocates are moving forward, trying to get a gun storage initiative on Oregon's 2020 State of Safety Action uh, ballot. Uh, they submitted 2,000 signatures to the Secretary of State's office. Henry Wessinger with a group says the initiative would require gun owners to lock up their firearms and report them when they've been lost or stolen. requires that gun owners secure who has access to their weapons and requires gun owners that if their weapons are lost or stolen, that they report the weapons to law enforcement as being lost or stolen within a certain period of time. Wessinger doesn't think the measure would face too much opposition. He said according to his polling, 65% of Oregonians support the proposed changes. When the so-called climate kids walk out of school tomorrow to demand action on global warming, they'll be demanding what the city's already accomplished. KXL's Mike Turner talks to the person in charge. 
Andrea Durbin is the director of the Bureau of Planning and Sustainability. She says Portland has reduced carbon emissions 15 percent since the last climate action plan back in 1993. Cleaning up our power sources, we've made investments in our transportation options. We have looked at renewable fuels and we have a program to cleaner fuel options for Portlanders. Kids want climate to be considered in every decision the city council makes. Durbin agrees. In terms of whether or not we have a safe place to live and work and resilient communities, we're going to have to prioritize and factor that in our decision making. Another climate action plan is on the table and will be ready for a vote soon. Mike Turner, FM News 101. Traffic on the sevens, printing, just another ing the UPS store can do for you. Stop in today for everything from business cards to banners. The UPS store, everything for small business and, of course, shipping. From the Mercedes-Benz of Wilsonville Traffic Center, Chris McGinnis. And traffic ing I just had to throw that in there. I don't know why. All right, we'll pick it up on the Sunset Inbound. It's busy, really busy. Once you get inside of 217 to the tune of about 29 minutes to cover that less than five miles, from 217 to the Vista Ridge Tunnel. That is exceedingly slow, even for uh, the sunset. No crashes or stalls reported. It's just a really slow drive working your way up and over the Sylvan Hill. Meanwhile, the Barnes to Burnside commute's got its usual slow spots, right? Just in from 217 and then thick from Skyline Boulevard down the hill into uh, West, si- uh, West Portland. Uh, north and southbound 217, a little bunched up, but not unusually so. We're looking at about 16 to 18 minutes now, both directions between the sunset and the I-5 interchange. On the east side, Banfield, I-84, your westbound commute plugged up just inside of 100 seconds. So basically you're driving from Rocky Butte to the I-5 split is averaging in the ballpark of about 20. Our next update in 10. Stay connected with traffic on the 7s, mornings and afternoons only on FM News 101 KXL. Portland's most weather 24-7, the Good Feet Store, improving the quality of people's lives two feet at a time. You'll find America's art support experts in Twalatin, Johnson Creek, Tannisborn, Salem, goodfeetnw.com. Here's KGW's Rod Hill. Welcome to a dry Thursday. Now, with the dry conditions, we have cooled off overnight. Temperatures in the 50s, even upper 40s in some locations including Hillsboro this morning. So there is that when you step outside. It's a mix of clouds to start your day, but I think generally speaking, just mostly sunny this afternoon. Temperatures should hit 70 to 72 degrees with light winds. And then we get back into some cloud cover Friday. I still think tomorrow we either stay dry or get just a dab of some light showers. I'm Rod Hill for FM News 101. You're listening to Portland's Morning News. We have more news now at 8.09. Community gardens. You see those all over the city, right? Well, now we have a community forest. You'll find the community forest near Estacada, just south of Mount Hood National Forest. 319 acres with creeks, salmon, wildlife, trees. David Bugney lives nearby. He helped convince the Clackamas Soil and Water Conservation District to buy the forest from Weyerhaeuser. It allows our immediate community to retain its more rural forest character that it currently has and has had for many generations. This is the first ever community forest in the Portland metro. It's more than just watching trees grow and setting them aside for future timber needs. It also allows the public uh, to recreate on the property for hiking or forest observing, wildlife observing, that sort of thing. Consultants are creating strategies to best handle forest management. Lucinda K, FM News 101. Still to come, the key to a happy marriage. What is it at 814? Also coming up, a new in-depth look at Joey Gibson, the leader of the local group Patriot Prayer, with new information you've likely never heard before. That's at 819 on FM News 101, KXL. Capital.